0: Welcome to the Connection Point Church Podcast. We hope to be an encouragement throughout your week. New episodes are available every Sunday evening and Thursday evening. We also invite you to join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Amen. One more time, let's put our hands together and thank the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to have you today. All of our guests, our visitors. Amen. We're so glad to have you with us. Good to have the Crossing family with us this morning. Let's give them a round of applause. Glad they're with us. Amen. 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 I know you've been standing. We're going to get into the word of the Lord here today. Amen. I want to minister to you out of the book of Psalm chapter 25. Amen. I want to mention also just a couple of things that tent revival is a Friday night, a Saturday night. It will be outside down the street, Friday, the 30th, Saturday, the October 1st. And then Sunday morning, the plan is to have service back here uh, in church as we normally do. Uh, Evangelist Jesse Corneo will be with us that morning. You, Do not want to miss that. And IBC Praise will be doing music Friday night, Saturday night, and here Sunday morning. And so invite your friends, invite your family. Uh, My goodness, just, just come to the house of the Lord. It's going to be a great, great time. Amen. We're going to get into the word of the Lord here today. I want to encourage you this morning. The book of Psalms, chapter 25. Amen. The psalm writer says this, unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Amen. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Anyone ever felt that before? God, I need you. You know what he's saying? God, I need you. I need you. I lift my soul to you. I trust in you. God, don't let me fail. Don't let me fall short. I I don't want to be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Verse 3. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm trusting in you. I'm seeking after you. Let let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Verse 4. Here it is. Show me. That's it. Show me thy ways teach me thy paths. God wants to show you some things God wants to direct your paths God wants to order your steps God wants to give you good success God wants you to be blessed God wants you to be the head and not the tail but he's waiting on you to posture yourself in a way That you say, Lord, show me your ways. Teach me your paths. He goes on, he says, lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation. Oh, on thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies. Thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Remember not my sins of my youth, God. Give me a fresh start. Give me a fresh day. Nor my transgressions, according to Thy mercy. Remember Thou me for Thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will He teach sinners in the way. The meek will He guide in judgment, and the meek will He teach His way. All paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep His covenant and His testimony. For by name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for yes, it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him he shall teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am destined and I am afflicted. The troubles of my heart have become enlarged. Oh, bring me thou out of my distress. Look upon mine affliction and my pain. Forgive me of all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many. And they that hate me with a cruel hatred. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I have put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve thee, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of thy troubles. Amen. I want to just come and preach a word for you today. As the psalm writer made this declaration, I believe that this ought to be the prayer of the saints of Connection Point Church today. Lord, show me thy ways. Show me thy way. Can we just lift our hands all over this place? Hallelujah, the presence of the Lord is here. God's not as far off as you think. (laughs) That'd be a nice excuse to not have to ask God to show you his way. But the reality is he's willing. He will give wisdom liberally and generously. He's as close as the mention of his name. Come on, can we just surrender our hearts? Come on, just a moment. I'm not in a hurry to preach. I'm in a hurry for you to get ministered to. Come on, I'm in a hurry for God to, to speak to you. You don't need me to preach as much as you need God to talk to you. Can we just lift our hands all over this place? Come on, He He can show you His way, but you gotta ask, Lord, show me your way. God, you gotta want His way. You gotta desire His way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, in this service today. I come against every attitude, God, every thought, God, that would come against, Lord, your ways today. I come against a spirit of apathy, God. I come against a spirit of doubt today. I come against an attitude of procrastination, God. I come against an attitude of defiance, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would show us your way. Lord, show us your way. Come on, is that your prayer? Show me your way. Come on, you ought to just talk to God right now. Lord, show me your way. Show me your way. Hallelujah. Show me your way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we put our hands together and thank the Lord right now? Amen. Amen. If you want the Lord to show you his way, you may be seated. Amen. Amen. Show me Thy, thy way. Amen. Amen. Well, from the Old Testament, compound names of God. That Old Testament revelation of God that began all the way back in the book of Genesis as God began to introduce himself to a man by the name of Abraham. Abraham. It was that revelation that God made, that introduction, if you will, into the life of this man of faith, this father of faith, which began a progressive revelation of God to mankind, to the seed of Abraham, not just his seed and his offspring through the flesh, through the will of man, but it was the seed of Abraham who were his children by faith who, just like Abraham, believed God and followed God, that God began to enter into relationship with and God began to progressively reveal more and more about himself, his character, his qualities, his nature, and his personality, if you will. And it was each revelation that, that we find, we discover in the Word of God, a compound name of God. Like Jehovah Jireh, when Abraham needed a provision, yes, I'm not just the great God, Jehovah. I'm not just the almighty God. I'm not just the creator, but I'm also your provider, Abraham. You have a need, I have a solution. You have a need, I have a provision. You can call me Jehovah Jireh, your provider. It was from that first revelation of God's provision and character all the way to the book of Revelation, that first book in Genesis, all the way to the last book of Revelation and its symbolic portrayals of the Christ and of God that the Scripture describes God in many ways. He's called our healer. He is called our Savior. He's called our Redeemer. It was Isaiah the prophet that called him wonderful and counselor, the mighty God and the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. If you were with us in our midweek service this past Wednesday, we looked at the topic of angels and we did so by way of studying the first two chapters of the book of Hebrews. And we looked at the message of Hebrews that is Jesus, that simply is Jesus is better. That Jesus is better than the angels. He is a better messenger than the angels. He is a better mediator than Moses. He is a better moderator than the priesthood. He is a better method of atonement than animal sacrifice. In any and in every way, Jesus Christ is better. And it's this reason that the author of Hebrews gives us for Jesus being better is because he is not just an angel, he is not just a messenger, he is not just a moderator, he is not just a mediator, but he is in fact the express image of God. That Jesus Christ when he walked upon this earth that Christ was the brightness of God's glory, that that it was Christ who upholds all things by the word of his power. And so Jesus is called many things. In the word of God. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. The anointed, the apostle, the author, the finisher of our faith. The alpha and the omega. The ancient of days. The beginning and the end. In fact, if you study your Bible from beginning to end, you will find over a thousand descriptive names of God in your Bible. Each one focusing on any one of His divine attributes which make up the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But I want to tell you this morning that of all of the attributes of God described in your Bible, one of the most prevalent in Scripture, one of the most reoccurring and consistent that you will find through Genesis all the way weaved to the book of Revelation is that our God is a shepherd. I want to tell you this morning That the God that we serve is not a far-off God. He's not a disengaged God or a distant God or a disinterested God or a disconnected God. Come on, somebody. But our God is a shepherd of your soul. Our God is a God that leads and guides and directs and counsels and cares for the sheep of his flock. Come on today, I want to speak to a spirit of apathy, a spirit that says God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me, God doesn't know where I am, God is not interested in the circumstances of my life. I've just come with the word of the Lord today, a word from your shepherd today. Like David said in Psalm chapter 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Besides still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over, and surely goodness and mercy are gonna follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ah, don't you make any mistake about it today? Our God is a loving God, our God is a shepherding God, our God is a caring God. Our God is still leading us beside the still waters. Our God is still leading us in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I may have fallen and failed and fallen short, but He's still leading me. He's still guiding me. He's still caring for me. He's still making a way for me. He's a shepherd today. It was John chapter 10 where The apostle records the words of Christ when he said, But he who enters by the door, he is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. They know when he's speaking. They know when he's talking. And he calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out. I want to just tell you today, That despite what other people may say, despite what other people may think, that I am glad that we have a good shepherd today that is still interested in leading and guiding his sheep. In fact, I want to just set just tell you this morning that he is still in the business of leading people in the way that they should go in fact all the way from the very beginning in your word in the word of God from the very foundations of the Bible in the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation we find that God has been leading and guiding his sheep it was in Genesis chapter 12 that we find that man Abraham that the Bible says that one day the Lord found this man in the Earl of Chaldees in this in his father's house House and he spoke to this man that we would know later to become a man of faith, the father of our faith. And he said, Abraham, I want you to get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'm going to show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And so the Bible says upon hearing the voice of his shepherd, understanding when God was talking to him, the Bible says that, oh, Abraham, Heard the voice of God and departed, and the Lord as the Lord God had spoken to him. I want to tell you, Abraham didn't know where he was going, Abraham didn't know the way, Abraham didn't know how he was supposed to get there. But there was a faith inside of Abraham that decided, You know what? I've heard the voice of God in my life, and I'm gonna go wherever He leads me. I want to tell somebody today, when God is speaking to you, that's when you've got to move. When God is speaking, to you that's when you've got to walk when God is leading and guiding your life we've got to respond to the word and to the will of God one thing that I have found in my life in serving God is the first point that I want to share with you today is that simply that following God requires a faith that God knows the way in which he is leading you I want to tell you today that following God is not always easy that walking after the Lord is not always convenient, that following God is not always going to come with a set of instructions and a timeline and a budget and a quick plan that's fail-proof and, 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 full of, and full of backup plans. No, no, sometimes walking with God simply comes with hearing a word from the Lord and saying, God, I've heard from you, and I'm going to walk out by faith. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what next week's holds, but I'm going to follow you. I don't know where he's taking me. We'll keep on following. I don't know where we're going. Keep on following. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I want to just tell you, keep on following. If God is in this, God is going to make a way. Yes, 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 yes. So God led Abraham from the Earl of Chaldeans to the promised land with over a million Hebrew children. God led the children of Israel through a red sea. Over a million people God led out of Egypt through a red sea into the wilderness. And it was God who led Abraham and God who led Moses. It was God who led the children of Israel through that wilderness with a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And so if God can lead Abraham out of his father's house and God can lead the children of Israel through a red sea and through a wilderness, I want to encourage you today. God knows the ways that you should go. God knows your beginning from your end. If God can provide for a million Israelites in the middle of a wilderness on the backside of a desert, I want to tell you, God can get your bills paid. God can make a way for you. God can provide for your family. God can make a way for your church. And God has a plan for your ministry. But you've got to learn to obey. It was a songwriter, J.H. Gilmore, that wrote an old hymnal called He Leadeth Me, in which he says, He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I will be, for by his hand he leadeth me. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever I do, wherever I be, it's still God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me, by his faithful his faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Sometimes in the midst of deepest gloom, sometimes where paradise's flowers bloom by water still or over troubled sea, by his hand he leadeth me. And when my task on this earth is done, when by the grace the victory's won, even death's cold wave I will not flee since God through Jordan leadeth me. I want to tell you now more than ever, we need the hand of God to lead us. What I feel today in this church is that we need a church of people with a disposition and an attitude towards God that says, Lord, here I am. Lead me today, God. Guide me today, God. Direct me today, God. God, I need you to move in my life. I need your plan in my life. But Lord, here I am. Lead me today. You see, following God would require of a child of God to not only have faith to trust God that He knows the way that we should take. But what I've learned is that sometimes just knowing and believing that God can make a way because we've seen Him do it in the past. We've seen Him do it for others. We know that we know that we know that we know that God can lead us. But what I have found is that sometimes there is a difference between having the faith to believe that God can make a way In the second point of actually obeying the will that God would have for our life. I want to tell you that taking God by the hand and allowing Him to lead us takes more than just having the faith to know that God knows the way for us. But following God requires an obedience to his will that in order for you to get to where God wants you to be, that in order for you to get to your promised land, to cross over your Jordan, to get to where God wants you to be, a place of blessing, a place of, of, of flourishing and spiritual growth and maturity, I want to tell you, you've got to do more than just know about it and talk about it. But you've got to get busy doing your father's business. You've got to follow God. You've got to take a step of faith. You've got to walk out of the boat. You've got to trust God at his word. It was Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Jesus said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I want to tell you today that we cannot allow attitudes of delay and apathy. And procrastination and doubt and disobedience and discouragement to allow us to fall out of the will of God. It was in Matthew chapter 21 verses 28 through 32 where Jesus tells a parable and he says, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and he said, Son, go work in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he repented and went and obeyed his father's instruction. And then he came to a second and it said likewise and he answered and said I will go sir but he dis- but he ended up not going he said, whether of them twain did the will of the Father, Say they say unto him the first. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, the publicans and the sinners will go into the kingdom of God ahead of you. I want to tell you today, he was saying that you, Israel, you know the will of God. You know the plan of God. You know the purpose of God. But you're failing to walk in God's purpose, in God's plan. I want to tell you sometimes a child of God, it takes more than just knowing about it and talking about it. You've got to take one foot and put it in front of the other and step out by faith and walk and trust that God is going to make a way for your life. So Jesus said, don't give thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because tomorrow is going to take care of itself. Sufficient is the day for the evil thereof. In other words, what Jesus is saying is that if tomorrow is preventing you And all the cares and the worries and the details and the technicalities of tomorrow and pulling off the will of God is keeping you from taking your initial baby steps forward. He said, don't you worry about tomorrow. You just worry about today. I wish to God we had some today faith in this church that would rise up and say, I can't control tomorrow, but I'm going to take a hold of faith today. I'm just going to wake up today and I'm going to have faith for today. God's going to take care of me today. I'm going to roll out of bed by faith and God's going to bless me today I can get through today I can get through today I can make it through today come on there's a a faith in this place that God wants to get you to a promised land but you've got to take a hold of faith to trust God that he knows where he's taking you and that if he knows where he's taking you then I'm willing to obey his word but not only does faith require or following God require a faith to know God knows the plan and the path and the way that you should go. And not only does following God require an obedience to step out and and to take action, but what I've also found is that following God requires a trust in God in the uncertain seasons of life. It was David that said in Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. You see, not only is a concern for what lies ahead enough to cause a spirit of fear and apathy and disobedience to come over a child of God from following after the plan and the will of God. But sometimes a fear of the uncertain and despairing circumstances of life would cause someone to be consumed by a fear and a disobedience that would cause us to disengage from following after the will of God. But I want to tell somebody today, I come against a spirit of fear. I come against a spirit of worry to speak a word of faith to you today that if you will trust the Lord, that He knows the plans that He has for you, and you will trust God enough to follow and obey His will, that God will lead you through the times of despair and uncertainty and discouragement. David was walking through a valley in which death was so close and so imminent that its shadow was literally touching him, that that his failure was was so close to him that that everything caving in on him was so close that he could see its shadow overshadowing him but even there in that moment of despair and uncertainty and trial and transition David had enough faith to realize I can't get my eyes on the enemies but my eye is going to say on the table that you prepared for me that you are my shepherd and you're going to make a way for me your rod and your staff they comfort me I can lead you through the seasons of despair and uncertainty. I heard an amazing testimony this week of an apostolic missionary over in, in the area of Ukraine who has been helping refugees in the city of Kiev that are connected to an apostolic church in the city of Kiev as this war is raging against Russia. Actually, it's become a global regional war, and there are families still in some of these cities and some of these places, and and there, there's missionaries Christian missionaries who are trying to help families escape the the war and the disaster that has overtaken some of these cities. And there was an apostolic church in the city of Kiev, and in this church was a family with 13 children, a a man and a woman that were stuck in the city of Kiev with all the bombing and all the fighting and all the Russian soldiers that had surrounded. And, And because of the war and all of the devastation, they went into their basement and were hiding in their basement for six weeks, they were there just hiding, knowing that there were soldiers all over the city. And that they were, if they were to come out, that certainly they would be killed, that, that they had seen people killed, that thousands of people had been killed just in their city and in their area. And th- this man and this woman this, who were connected to this apostolic church with their 13 children were hiding in their basement, not one week, not two weeks, not a month, but for six weeks. They got to the place where they had finally eaten everything that they had in their house and they had completely run out of food. This just recently happened and they had completely run out of food and they finally decided that we can either stay in this basement or we can go out and try to find help to get out of this situation. They, they determined, they said that we can, we can go out and we can try to get some help from one of these soldiers and, and the soldiers may kill us or we can stay here in this basement and we know we're going to die. And they finally decided, they said, you know what, we're just going to pray and we're going to trust God and we're going to hope that God can lead us out of this situation. And, and so the father left that basement and he walked out to the street and to the area where they were and he approached a soldier, a Russian soldier, and he began to plead to the soldier for mercy and then just, just please have mercy. I, uh, I've got my wife and my 13 children and, and we're starving and, and would you just please let us go? Would you just please let us out of this situation? And the soldier looked at this man and said, sir, the problem is, is that if I let you go, even if I were to let you go, your entire city is surrounded by Russian infiltry and even if you make it out of your neighborhood, you will certainly be shot to death and killed even if I let you go. And even if by chance you were to escape the infantry that is completely surrounding this city, we have scattered mines all over this area and without doubt you will step on a landmine and you and your family will perish. And this man being overwhelmed with despair and uncertainty began to plead with this soldier one more time please let us go just please just just lead us out of this situation and that soldier looking at looked at that man and decided you know what he said here's what I'm going to do bring your family to me and I'm going to I'm going to put a blindfold over all of your eyes and if you will follow me and if you will stay close to me and if you will step where I step and go where I go I will lead you out ...of this situation and in this apostolic family over in Kiev, Ukraine took that soldier and that soldier began to lead them out of the city and out of their neighborhood and past the infantry and he began to lead them past the minefield and he got to a place far out of town and they got to a place that they had passed the infantry and they had passed the minefield and he took their their blindfolds off and he said now you can go and and I just want to tell you today that I just feel something in the Holy Ghost uh, that maybe some of you are walking through an infantry, some of you are walking through a spiritual minefield, some of you are walking through some seasons of uncertainty and despair and discouragement. You may feel like you're walking through a valley of the shadow of death. But I just feel something in the Holy Ghost to tell you today that if you will put your trust in the shepherd of your soul, that God will lead you and that God will guide you and that God will make a way for your life. God wants to lead his people. But we have got to have the faith to know that God knows the way. And we've got to have the obedience to be willing to walk after his guidance. And we've got to have the trust to say that even though I may walk through some difficult trials, seasons and difficulties, that his hand and his staff are there to lead and protect me. For the Lord is my shepherd. Would you stand with me all over this place today? Maybe some of us came into this place and we've been seeking God for direction. We've been asking God to show us the way, to show us the plan, to show us the path. I want to just encourage you today like that psalm writer said. He said, Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Show me thy ways, O oh Lord. Teach me thy paths. Unto thee, O oh Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I put my trust in thee. God, let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. God, I'm surrounded by minds, I'm surrounded by enemies, I'm surrounded by despair. But in Thee, O Lord, I put my trust. I lift up my soul unto Thee. And where You lead me, I will follow. Come on, all over this place. Can we just lift our hands today? Come on, God wants to make a way for you. I don't know about you. I don't know if that was a, a Russian soldier or an angel of the Lord. But nevertheless... God was looking after the sheep of his pasture. And I just believe here today that as miraculous as that encounter was, that that missionary shared, I want to tell you that there's someone in this place today that you may not be in a physical battleground, but maybe spiritually there is a war raging all around you and you are in a situation that there is no way conceivable that you're going to make it through. How dare you be think that you could make it through this situation. The enemy wants to discourage you. The enemy wants to give you doubt and fear and worry and poke holes in every way that this thing could fail. But I want to tell you today that if God has spoken to you, that you just got to take a hold of faith and know that he is going to make a way for you. And if you'll be obedient, that even though you may walk through some difficult time, that God is with you and God is for you and the shepherd of your soul is leading you. Come on, every hand lifted. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Come on, I'm just going to ask you to respond by faith today. Come on, I'm going to ask you to stretch forth your hand of faith. I'm going to ask you to exercise some faith today. Come on, faith, not by sight. Come on, you've got to just exercise a faith that says, even though I don't see it, I'm trusting in the Lord. Even though you don't know how it's going to all work out, I'm trusting in the Lord. Come on, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Come on, faith is the substance of things not seen. You don't see your family serving God right now, but if you'll step out by faith and decide, I'm going to serve God anyway, you never know what God might do in your family. Come on, you don't see blessing in your job but if you'll just step out by faith and say, Lord, I'm going to serve you loyally and faithfully and I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to show up with the right attitude and I'm going to work hard. You never know what God might do in your situation. Some of you have been praying. I'm asking you to stretch forth faith. God's going to do a work. God's going to lead you. God's going to guide you. Come on all over this place. Hallelujah. Can we just begin to make our way into this altar? Come on, would you just step out from where you were, where you are, Come on, Abraham. Hallelujah. Come on, Abraham. Step out from where you are right now. Hallelujah. Come on, Abraham. I know you don't know the way. Come on, Abraham. I know you just started hearing my voice, but Abraham, I have a plan for your life. Come on, Abraham, if you'll just leave your father's house and your kindred behind, and you'll go out to a land that I will show you, Abraham. Come on, it's a land that's flowing with milk and with honey. Abraham, it's a blessed land. Abraham, it's a peaceful land. Abraham, it's a secure land. Come on, Abraham, I'm going to show you. Come on, all over this place. feel the presence of the Lord here today. Come on, can we just lift our hearts right now? Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm going to come against a spirit of apathy to the will and leading of God right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against that spirit right now. I come against the spirit of procrastination and delay and disobedience. You can give yourself any excuse you want not to follow after the will of God. But the reason that maybe God is silent in your life is because he's already spoken to you the way to go and you've not yet taken a step. All over this place, a, de- a delayed obedience is a form of disobedience. Come on, all over this place, can we just lift our hands right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. What God is waiting for is a spirit of desperation. The opposite of apathy is passion. That psalm writer in Psalms 25 was passionate about not being ashamed to do the will of God. He was passionate that God would just lead him. If you'll just lead me, God. If you'll just make your will known to me, I know it's going to be all right. If you'll just make a way for me. If you'll just talk to me. If you'll just direct me. If you'll just counsel me. And here we are today. A God that is willing to speak. A God that is willing to guide. A God that is willing to direct. And and God forbid we would ever be apathetic to the leading and to the counsel of our heavenly shepherd. But if there was a spirit of passion that would come over this place. Like that apostolic family in Kiev. Whose home had just been battered. Whose city had just been destroyed. Who was so hungry that they were starving. And that they were willing to step out by faith. No matter what the cost. I'm passionate about God's will. I'm passionate about my deliverance. I'm passionate about my ministry. I'm passionate about souls. I'm passionate about God's plan for my life. Come on all over this place. Can we just begin to cry out to the Lord right now?